0: This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR.
1: Well, welcome back to the ZMAR podcast today. I have a special guest by the name of John Val. He's going to join me to talk about certain things in the marketplace for employers to kind of strategize benefit administration and even benefits that might be a little bit different than the norm that some people are used to. Thank you for coming on, John. Thanks
2: for having me, Butch. Glad to be here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Can you give um, our audience a little background on you? Because I know you have some HR background. Uh, You've been in the space for some time. And then a little bit about the company that uh, you work with and strategy strategies they're working on?
2: Absolutely. Um, so, I joined the industry I'm in, the PEO industry, uh, about 26 years ago now. Um, I, In my experience, in my career, I have owned a few companies, uh, but the bulk of my career has been spent uh, working for companies that provide outsourced human resource services uh, and adjunct services to small to mid-sized companies. Uh, the majority of my career has been in the Chicago area, but I've had a couple of stints in other geographies. So that's a little bit about me.
1: And what is Tandem working on? What do they bring to the uh, space? Because then we'll dive into a little bit more detail, but talk a little bit about what Tandem does.
2: So Tandem, the impetus of Tandem was actually as a benefits brokerage. Uh, Bruce Leon, the company's founder, uh, founded Tandem back in 1998, and uh, he was seeing a need with his benefits clients for additional services. They were looking for support beyond just benefits packages. They were, you know, they had questions on laws and regulations that they had to meet as employers and. And we're uh, you know sometimes spending additional time on on employment related paperwork, and uh, we're looking for an answer, so you know Bruce, as he was uh, is and and still is so well known around the chicago area would would be fielding all these phone calls from his clients, saying, you know what what about this and what about that so tandem start was really as a result of of needs outside of just benefits and um in our 23 years now um we have we have grown quite a bit we're we're still based in the chicago area headquartered in westchester we do have offices in uh, milwaukee in michigan in indianapolis and uh, we're going to be opening st louis here we're actually in the process of opening um a little bit bigger footprint in the st louis area um, and at this point, uh, through what we do, we serve the needs of about fifteen thousand employees uh, who are located around uh, around the United States. So we're you know we're we're kind of acting as a support mechanism for employers in almost all fifty states at this point.
1: That's awesome. I wanted to dive into some of those things that you kind of touched on with with the introduction, but some of these issues that employers are facing today. Obviously, um, it's it's getting harder and harder for employers to operate. The, the whole reason they stuck their flag in the ground and said, I'm going to do this is they had a certain passion for something to make it grow and make it bigger than themselves. And then they finally get to a certain level and they're getting pulled from their game because of other issues inside the workplace, such as administration of benefits, but not just from a benefits perspective, but we're talking about payroll as well. And from um, HR administration for small to mid-sized companies, all of a sudden they are in you know the the harassment business, or they're in you know documentation business with their employees, and and so there's obviously a, a need here. And and what are you seeing some of the the changes that have occurred since COVID with some of the people that you talk to um, as a result, as well some of these problems that employers are facing?
2: Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of big big shifts going on. Um, you know, as as a result of changes in the marketplace, where our, our phone is ringing, our email inboxes are are filling up like they really never have. Um, there are a lot of big items that seem to land on employers' plates these days. You know, first off, there's there has been such a shift in in how work is being completed. You know, and it used to be that that we were all going to an office and and getting our work done that way and, and meeting in person with our clients and our prospects. And that has, there's been a big shift. So employers are coming to us with questions about, so how do we, how do we keep this all together? How do we maintain our culture when people now are working from the third bedroom or fourth bedroom of their homes? Um, how do we you know are are there implications now of of the way work is getting done and 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 how do work hours even exist anymore? We've got kids at home with their parents and they're you know they're online or they're you know how do we do this? How does it all fit? so that's probably been one of the biggest shifts of all, but then if you think about some of the fallout of COVID with the paycheck protection program and, and furloughing employees for a while as a number of businesses did. Um, how does, you know, how, how does COBRA work? Is, is it possible to furlough employees for a while and then bring them back? And, and what are the implications of that? Um, you'll, you'll read a lot about minimum wage laws. Now I know uh, President Biden is trying to push for a, for a nationwide $15 minimum wage. It's the I, I think what's really happening here and, and as a result of so many different things happening simultaneously, business owners are saying, you know, this whole idea of necessarily even even having a person here in my business that's going to know enough about all these things to serve my needs. That's gone out the window. Um, It turns out that, that each of these areas, if we look at payroll, if we, if we look at compliance, uh, if we're looking at uh, some of the finer points of, of maintaining a business culture in a business that's organized differently now, those are areas of specialty. And, And so even human resource people are reaching out to us saying, look, I I used to be okay with this, but now, you know, our our business is changing to the point where now that we can work from home, instead of our all being Illinois based and coming to an office, we're looking at the best and brightest and we're now hiring people. We just hired somebody in Oregon and somebody in California and somebody in New York and and we we know there are finer points to doing business in those states, but we don't know what what those finer points are. So so for us to scale, um, we we just don't have the resources here in house to be able to handle that.
1: So true, and the and the rules change from state to state. And how do you keep up with it? And even with some of the businesses in Chicago, because we've had to deal with it from the benefit administration side, where We all know that Illinois is having a hard time retaining people in general, but with the pandemic, people working from home, uh, they said, Well, if I'm going to be working from home more often, I want to go where I want. And they're picking up and move. And so now we have these small to mid sized companies in Chicago now dealing with the same employee base, but some moved to Colorado. And some said, You know what? I'm going to go to the beach in Florida. And some said, Hey, I got family in Arizona. And so now, They have to adapt to some of their employee changes. And then, of course, each state has their own regulations and payroll requirements.
2: That's right. That's right. It's, um, you know, in an effort to keep the best and brightest who are moving, we've, we've had them at tandem where... You know, a spouse has taken a job somewhere else or just as you mentioned, here here are all the varieties of reasons that I want to now move. It has introduced this added layer of complexity. And, you know, as you mentioned, benefits administration, you know, uh, part of the challenge there, too, is what what do networks look like in other geographies and what all do we need to keep track of as a result of these changes that have been made?
1: yeah absolutely which leads us into you know describing a little bit more about not only what you guys do but what a market that's out there you know peo solutions i mean every company calls it their own little twist you know i i think back in the 80s and you can probably correct me if i'm wrong you know i think it was just called staff leasing so there was different terms that were morphed over the time frame but to my knowledge like a peo is it's a professional employer organization it's a co-employer relationship to help um, leverage the opportunities of being part of a larger company. Can you dive into the weeds just a little bit so that people understand uh, a little bit more about what a PEO function is and and how they operate in the workplace with the employers?
2: Yes, yes, I will. So so maybe let's start real briefly uh, going back to the staff leasing days. So, you know, the concept behind a PEO ultimately has its roots in how do we allocate employer responsibilities in a real make-sense fashion, and can that actually be federally recognized? So going back to the staff leasing days, you know, the idea then was, hey, fire all your employees and have this other company hire them, and all the responsibilities are this other company's. Well, uh, the pendulum swung way too far in the direction of, of handing this off to an outside business. And in fact, you know, early on, there were even some discriminatory practices going on as a result of doing that. Well, let's fast forward to today. Um, You know, the PEO model is one that is absolutely federally recognized, has been for years. um, And we've really kind of defined as an industry those make sense items that a business like a PEO can either share in liability or assume in liability. So, um, you know, this, this whole idea, I, w- I would say in the industry, in the industry itself, different PEOs have, have some different, uh, different finer points to the business model of how they do things. So let me give you a couple of examples. You know, I think in, in the broker community, one of the understandings is that a, that a PEO's idea is kind of this scorched earth policy of let me grab anything and everything that I might be able to provide as a service, wrap that into my model, and that's what I'm providing businesses. Um, I would say that that's probably the majority of the PEO industry works that way. Um, something that, that that uh that happens as a result but i think the peo industry gives itself a real black eye on is this idea as we're as we're addressing benefits brokers here this idea that some peos uh, talk with a broker's clients and say you know what i because we are such a big group we can save you a whole bunch of money in medical benefits the fact is that's just not true. There's not, you know, for a PEO to be able to, to deliver on that promise would require a PEO to somehow make a, make a group, an insured group suddenly much healthier than they ever have been. And that's just not true. So, um, you know, the, the way that, that PEOs try to wrap everything together is, I, I, I think, you know, there are many PEOs out there whose heart is in the right place of trying to, trying to develop more efficient, effective employers. But in the case of Tandem, um, what we really try to do and have tried to do since day one with our hearts in the, in the brokerage community is we try to look for the best solutions for our clients. And in fact, many times uh, our solution does not include the provision of benefits packages. So it is truly not uncommon at all for us to be providing human resource services that wrap around existing policies held by an outside broker. So what that means specifically is that we have client, I can think of a a large business that I brought on uh, last year, a company that had at the time, and they're still growing, so I want to say at the time they had just under 600 employees, but we developed a PEO relationship. So we took on a lot of the laws and regulations they had to meet as employers um, but the not only the full benefits packages, but even the workers' compensation insurance coverage um, is maintained by outside brokers. We'll, we'll provide support in terms of listing benefits plans on our technology platform. Uh, we'll answer questions employees might have. Uh, we'll support the broker. In letting them know of of uh, new enrollees to the plan or uh, folks who are coming off the plan, um, so so it's it's truly not uncommon for us as we're trying to seek the best solutions to um, to in in some regards pick and choose. We do not, as a PEO, necessarily have some magic solution toward saving money on medical benefits. I think we'd all agree that it has a lot to do with um, matching the benefit strategy to the demographics of the group, Uh, whether it's plan selection or funding strategies or just education. Um, I think that's what we're really all after at the end of the day. So When we get contacted by brokers, it's kind of an interesting conversation we have because when brokers understand that in fact, we at Tandem do not have this policy of trying to grab everything, um, that uh, some interesting conversations develop, including it's really not uncommon for, for me to pick up a phone call from a broker who says, you know what, I've got a PEO who's knocking on the door of my client and John, can you please get involved in this? Um, and where the conversation can go is anywhere from uh, just educating not only the broker but the but the the broker's client in this PEO situation, all the way to we might decide together with the broker, well, let's offer a proposal of our own where we are offering PEO services wrapped around the existing broker's policies. In, in conversations we get when every so often I'll get a phone call from a broker saying, I have a group that has blown up. They're, you know, they're due for a huge increase and can you do something, John, to find them a really cheap plan because you're a PEO? I'll, I'll say, you know, probably not. I, I will have, I have access to many of the same tools that you do, and I am not in the business of trying to mislead people to say, I will set a false low rate for you year one. I'll make revenues in other areas through providing HR services and then, and then potentially upcharge you year two. Uh, that's just not how we operate. Sure, um, that's, that's not our business model.
1: You bring up a lot of great points there. And I guess when we're looking at a broad employer base, um, uh, what are like maybe the top one or two reasons why employers should consider a PEO uh, versus the traditional model that they've been going on for a while?
2: Well, I think the number one reason is, uh, especially with growing companies, uh, whether they're growing in sheer size or, or geography that they cover, um, it's really complicated now to be an employer so from a from an hr perspective that's that's really the number one reason that that folks are talking to tandem specifically i think i think we are known as human resource experts with a with a real broad base of knowledge that will that will serve smaller employers and larger employers based on how we put our model together so that would be the number one reason you've got a a growing company where things are are getting a little bit out of hand now where there isn't structure in place and administration is is getting really heavy um so so that would be number one um i think number two is we we certainly do get uh inquiries from people on the benefit side where they're you know they're looking for something that you know, sometimes they're misled, and, and we need to educate them up front to say, you know, I'm, I'm looking for this for this magic solution, and you're a PEO, and I understand that's that's what you're in the business of doing. So we'll need to educate people, but we, you know, will tend to try to circle back with the broker just to develop a relationship, knowing that, you know, I think we would all agree there's no sales opportunity that starts better than having a trusted advisor refer you in. So as we're in the business of developing these relationships with trusted advisors, it's kind of a matter of taking in the landscape. Um, but yeah, I'd say the number two thing that we'll get is somebody saying our our plan is blowing up and, and what can we do with it? Um, so, Uh, Those, I think those
0: would be the top two. Hey gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year. And then we think to ourselves next year, next year, I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zimar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708-535-3006 or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net. And be sure to check out the Zimar Podcast. Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zimar to work for you
1: now. There's a lot of things that come into the state here because there's obviously sometimes, um, and you made a small comment towards it that an employer can come to you or a broker brings you an account that says, "Hey, hey, can you take a look at this?" Where it's not a good fit to move to a PEO and um, it, you're not taking everything. So can you give one example of what may, maybe you experienced in the past where you kind of just said, Hey, you just, you're not at that point where you need us just yet, but let's stay in touch. Um, can you give us an example of that situation?
2: Sure. Sure. Um, I would say probably the, uh, the biggest reason that, that there may not be a fit would be that a company is just too small. Um, you know, when a when a really small business comes to us nine times out of 10, they're coming to us because of benefits. They're saying, hey, we're a small group. We're looking for some magic solution to our benefits needs. And we think of ourselves at Tandem, I think, first and foremost, as human resource professionals. and And our service, the way our model is built, is we are we are always providing more than just benefits. Um, We're providing payroll processing, a technology platform, uh, compliance resources. Uh, You know, our our clients actually have a team of professionals that serve them, just like an HR department might. And a really small business, let's face it, they don't, the house isn't on fire in that category. It's, you know, it's kind of, you know, let's say it's a company with six or eight or 10 employees. And it's usually that they've maybe worked together for years. Maybe there are family members as part of this. And and it's not a matter of trying to put together some some HR infrastructure. That That isn't it. It's, hey, we've got somebody in our group here that has health concerns and our rates are going crazy. And, and tandem, what can you do about it? We don't tend to have a real good fit there, in all honesty.
1: Well, it makes sense. I mean, not even on the my side, not everything works 100% of the time. It's about getting the right tools at the right time with the resources that you have as your company grows because uh, everybody's in a different spot and their goals are different to move them to another category. The two of us keep going back and forth and talking about the broker involvement and uh, it is my understanding. I mean, sure, I've been in the industry almost 20 years, and even early on, PEOS were evil for us, and uh, they would take oh, away our course. yeah, yeah. they take away our business. And there are companies out there that still do that. There, some of them are moving to the newer model. It sounds like because you guys were from the broker community to begin with um, that. You're uh, more broker friendly than others um, and more and more competition is moving in that space, um, which is good for employers because now they understand what PEOs are and it makes uh, our job a little bit easier explaining it. But I want to just a small conversation about keeping the broker, because I think they obviously they hold a vital role, whether the benefits there are or not. You still work with brokers, even if the whole PEO package is there. Um, We've had discussions about that because we're the liaison and we're the ones that were there. We had the relationship to begin with. And can you give me like, just give a little bit of background on, on some of the relationships you guys uh, work with, with the brokers and how important their um, involvement is in the process?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you, you still did it really well. I think, especially based on our roots in the, in the brokerage community, Um, we're, we're all in the business of looking for the best solution for our clients and, um, to necessarily upset an apple cart by, from a, from a business or profitability standpoint, trying to grab everything. And our estimation at tandem is not, not the best way to go. So yes, we have ongoing relationships with brokers that, that I would, I would describe as, um, You know, we're a we're a small to mid sized business ourselves and we're we're big on on keeping our word, on, you know, the meaning of a handshake agreement. We I'll be honest with you, we don't have some formalized contractual agreement where we're where we're out trying to promote um, hey brokers, sign an agreement with us and here's everything that it means. I, I think Like the brokerage community, we're we're looking for specific places where we may have an impact by working together. And so a typical arrangement with us and brokers uh, would be when when a broker is out and and hears about or sees a need in their clients, where um, it it could be something that they've encountered formally, where, where a client calls them and says, um you know we're we're growing and and we've got all these things that are that are happening now where i think we need a, a better way to onboard employees or i'm I'm wondering about this law or regulation that's a great time for for a broker i think brokers historically might reach out to some specific human resource company that they have a relationship with you know when you when you work with a peo when a broker would work with a peo what's a little bit different is and 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 this is kind of how we work with brokers we because of the ground that we cover and the way that we provide a service so we we're putting a true technology platform in place where employers have have better access to their data where employees themselves um, can serve their needs with looking up past paychecks or doctors or 401k balances or employee handbooks, whatever the case may be. We as a PEO, as a human resource provider, we tend to be stickier, if that makes sense. We, um, and, and, and in working with brokers, our goal is to help their products and services become stickier in the process. Part of the reason that it's a big deal to us to be able to, to load outside plans onto our technology platform is that it really, it, at the end of the day, it helps both of our clients, right? It, it gives them access to a better way to run their benefits packages um, it, it answers more of their needs by not just benefits packages being in place, but ancillary services on the HR side. So, again, real typical thing, I would say if brokers hear about opportunities where in their clients they're growing quickly, if they're hitting new geographies, if they maybe have turnover in, in the HR department, um, we'd really love the opportunity to have a conversation with those clients about maybe a different way to meet their needs than they have in the past. So we've been talking quite a bit about this PEO model. And I know that, that uh, you know, many brokers are, are nervous over that. And, and I understand why, certainly. You know, Tandem also offers a model where we don't, we don't require a co-employment relationship of any type. You know, PEOS are really, really big on the East Coast and the South and on the West Coast. It's it's kind of a, you know, the question is not what's a PEO, but which PEO do you use? Um, here in the Midwest, we're we're more conservative. We you know we think about this co-employment. What what is that? You know, and and am I giving giving up control? And and what does it all mean? Well, you know, another model that Tandem offers is we we will really provide all similar services to what we've discussed, but without that co-employment relationship. So we call that model an ASO model or administrative services offering. Um, and I, you know, I just wanted to kind of get that out there as well. If, if people are, if, if business owners, business leaders are, for whatever reason, uh, nervous or a little apprehensive, over the PEO concept we can still provide full human resource services the technology platform the, the loading the the broker plans uh, on that platform everything we've discussed we won't we won't take on as many liabilities because we contractually cannot we're not making a case for having some skin in the game like we would with the PEO but but it's another way that we can uh, offer that support um, in a little bit different way
1: interesting because a lot of brokers have a little fear of uh, the peo model but so so do employers but they obviously need some support in this model and so outsourcing it could actually save time money instead of employing somebody and then having to pay them for the time that they go through all the research and do it themselves they could uh, outsource it What is, um, a good starting model before, like how many employees is a good start point for the ASO model to start taking advantage of some of those resources?
2: Well, I think it kind of depends on how that business feels about how things are going, right? So are you, are you overwhelmed? Are you feeling a little out of control? Do you, do you not have a good resource or set of resources to answer these needs? In our experience, um, Really a good start for for an ASO client would be a company that has at least twenty employees or more. Uh, if If a is administrative, well, if you have five employees, there really isn't as much administration. Um, you know there are there are certainly many more moving parts. The other thing about um, about an ASO model or or really any outsourced human resource model is, I think brokers understand this, you know, the, the larger a company gets, the more laws and regulations they are subject to. Kind of makes sense. Something that makes us a little unique in the market is not only the fact that we recognize the broker community and are completely comfortable with with um, wrapping our services around those plans. Um, the The other thing is that Um, You know, in assuming these liabilities, they they kind of have this compounding effect as a business gets larger. Um, And a lot of companies aren't familiar with the laws that they may be subject to based on having just achieved a new level of employment in their company.
1: Well, this has definitely been uh, great stuff to kind of get some insight into uh, controlling some of the growth of companies when they start having some internal pain when it comes to administration payroll or you know, administration of benefits. For the people listening or even the brokers that are listening, because obviously you guys are brokers uh, friendly. How would anybody get in touch with you? What's the best way to get a hold of and get more information on the topics that we talked about?
2: Sure. If you'd like to reach out to me, um, my email address is jvalle, so that's V as in Victor, jvalle tandemhr.com. So T-A-N-D-E-M-H-R.com. Um, I also will will pick up the phone. So my my uh, direct cell number, best way to reach me is 630-280-7349.
1: Well, this has definitely been great. And uh, hopefully a lot of employers can take advantage of getting some of this information because there's certain employers in the market that just need a little extra help when they're having that growth and, they're, and their employees are moving to different states or they are hiring from different states and they're having those issues that are at play plus uh, everything else that comes with HR and administration. So I appreciate your time, John. Maybe we'll get you back for some updates as uh, things evolve between the pandemic and then as markets change. Uh, we'll get you back on and get some input for some of these employers out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks,
1: Butch.